Good morning, good morning. Father, you be glorified. You be magnified. You be exalted. You be lifted high. We dwell in you. Coming away with you. Going deeper in you, God. More than ever before. You woke us up to see another glorifying day. Which covers us. We thank you for your spirit dwelling within us. We thank you for your fire dwell within us. We thank you for the fruits of your spirit that dwell within us. It's a part of us. And we are part of it forevermore. The blood of Christ covers us. It covers our day. It covers our assignment. It covers our anointing. It covers us in every area, in every step of the way. And we thank you for it. And you've given us a spirit of truth that outweigh any lie that try to come close. We guard our heart, Father. Outside of our guarding are the issues. We're not guarding from the issues. We're guarding from the worst so we don't operate in the issues of life. Patience is very important. You say patience is a virtue. Everything about you, God, is a virtue. Everything about you, God, is a sound. Everything about you, God, is a revelation. Everything about you, God, is so how committed and you dedicated unto us as our Father, as our Head, as our Provider, as our Healer, as our Waymaker, as our Defender, as our Friend, as our Everything, as our Redeemer. You are that who you are. You are the great I am. And that you are and forever will be. I don't even consider a thought to think otherwise. Nothing negative can come near my dwelling. Because my heart is guarded. Patience. It's so important to have patience. Patience. I release patience. Not patience for the things that you receive and are wanting to release from God. But patience towards your brother and your sister. Patience with their ways. Patience with their personality. Patience with their encounters. Patience with the things you see about them. Patience with the things you hear about them. Patience and to love them. Patience to love them unconditionally. Patience to walk with them. Patience to intercede with them. Patience to love them no matter what. Having the patience to pray. Having the patience to say. Having the patience to use your faith. Having the patience to believe. Having the patience to receive. Having the patience to lift up your head. Having the patience to praise. And not always thinking to press the praise. You praise the press. Pressing is subduing. Pressing is continuing on. Moving forward, not giving up, fainting not. Hallelujah. Everything about God is a virtue. A virtue is nothing but a demonstration, an action. We experience everything that God says. Patience is not just for you to have. 
to wait on something that you already received in the, in the spiritual sense, spiritual realm. Even in order to believe for the manifest of the natural. Take the thought off yourself and put it on everyone else. Know that you live for them, everyone else. Your faith is for everyone else. Your praise is for everyone around you. Your love works for everyone around you. Your ministry is for everyone around you. Not to gain a soul, but to also continue to have a soul to remain. And dwell in that place. That place of knowing. That place of rest. Rest is nothing but a higher word of trusting. I trust. I trust you, God. Therefore, certain words I would never even think to say. Things I would never think to do. Even regarding members in the body. A lot of people are starting to become entangled. Wanting to be like everyone else other than who they really are. Preaching over a message, which is the same message. In a way they want to do it, and not what God says. But I say no more to any of that. I'm not here for me. I'm not bold for me. I'm not determined for me. I'm not fired up for me. It's all my gift from God to you. And so my prayers are not for me. And as I have my focus on you, everything work out for my good. Because my heart is not for myself. I'm not a selfish or self-made person. I'm not thinking about increase for me. Ministry for me. Even though it's unto me. But it's also a part of you. As a child of God. You understand. And I pray for that right now. We are doing so great guys. God is so proud of us. And I'm not going to sit here. And let no one say anything against us. Because God is for us. Even though our words matter because we say what God say. Seeds that's negative won't even come near our harvest. And I'm not going to allow you to speak negative words over your harvest. I'm not going to allow you to become entangled. Want to be like other people. Doing things you never used to do. Saying things you never used to say. God created and crafted you to be who you are. The enemy is after your identity. He don't want you to be who you are. Because he knows how uniquely and crafted you are. And wonderfully made. And that's what set people free. The difference. Not the similarity. You are created to be different. We all crafted differently from the same creator. And a lot of us are trying to compete, to compare. How we can compare with the same one we serve? He's the same. 
It's like you're trying to say God versus God. It's no God versus anything. It's God over everything. Many people want to evaluate others but don't want to take the evaluation upon themselves. How can we humble ourselves before God and He came forward our issues to the surface just to prepare us to what He already has for us and where He's taken us to the location we already been? What is it like to have your spirit man actually overlive and outlive your flesh? That's what you call dying to flesh, dead to flesh, not even continuing to die because you're already dead. Now you rose unto Christ. Now it's not you that live, but Christ dwelling within you. Self-glorification is no glorification. But we have to be patient, guys, with one another. Especially with the things that we see which do not appear in the spiritual realm. Because they don't reside in the kingdom. There's no competition in the kingdom. There's no sarcasm in the kingdom. No disrespect words and then try to dress them up as if you just be who you are. That's not in the kingdom. That's called insecurity in the earth. Not knowing you already secure with the kingdom. Because you're a partaker of it. And it's so amazing just because we don't address it doesn't mean we don't know it. But we speak the word over it. Because we've been empowered to do so. But we're all going somewhere. We're all going somewhere. And we're going higher. Because it's all about our level of honor to God who first loved us. So anything that's dislike that or try to disregard that, we lay that at his feet. Let's not have it in our heart to try to do something or minister unto people when God is trying to minister unto us and we ignore. No more ignoring. It's going to be what you say it is. Father, I love your anointing. That rests upon all of us. All the days of our life. When I went out and ministered yesterday. I didn't know where God was taking me to go. He just told me where to go. As I was going. And I ended up on the crime scene. With them people that got shot and that six-year-old little girl has lost her life. God showed me that little girl yesterday in a vision, in and out my sleep. And I said, God, I'm not going to settle for that. She has so much to live for. I'm not just going to let that go like that and say rest in peace. Not even rest in heaven. I felt Christ within me as he said, Lazarus, come forward. 
I begin to call her forward. And I saw her face and I began to hear her voice giggling in the kingdom. And I said, God, you said what Christ done we can do. So why, it's not that it's my faith because I have faith to say what I said. So why haven't you did your part to bring it to pass? God is doing a whole new thing, guys. His way of thinking is so not of ours. And his way of doing things is all about how he wants to do things. But you still have the power to say. You still have the power to see. But if you don't see what you said regarding what you want to see come to pass, and it's up to God to bring that to pass as a reality, and you don't see it manifest in the reality, in the natural, it's because he wanted it to be that way. It has nothing to do with your faith walk. It has nothing to do with our faith. Because we have in our faith to say what Christ says. You understand? God has his reasons as to why he do what he do. But I seen her mom. and I was there at the scene. And before I got to that scene, there was another crime scene that just took place. The blood was fresh on the ground. The guy's clothes were on the side. They put him in the back, meaning they cut everything off of him to try to resuscitate him. Had his headphones beside him, beside the ground, on the ground, beside his clothes. And they had his body already transported to the hospital. And detectives were out there and they put the tape up. And what got me in that encounter is he didn't even see it coming because he had headphones on. Couldn't even hear. Even anyone tried to alarm him. God showed me all of that. And God showed me the crime scene when they did that shooting. What happened was a group of people set out in front of the liquor store and they hang out there. And a group of people went to the store and they, they had some exchange of words. And so the people that they had exchange of words with left the store and planned on coming back later on without them even knowing. So they could have came back immediately and did it instantly, but they waited. They waited because they wanted to catch them slipping. And they did. Because they didn't see it coming. But what God showed me, he took it deeper. The little girl who accidentally got murdered, accidentally. She was not with them when that altercation took place. So whatever happened at the time, the altercation happened from the time after 11 when they came back. Somehow the little girl ended up with her mother. From wherever she was. And when they shot up, it happened so fast. They had no idea it was even a little girl there. Till after the fact. And all of them are so sorry. They don't really care about the shootout. They came to do that with no regrets. But they never thought it was a child going to be there. They also have kids, some of them. Little girls even. They did not mean for her to get shot and murdered. So they regret what they even done because they regret it even happened to that little girl. 
But they're afraid to come forth because of what's going to happen when they do. But it's tearing their conscience up, God showed me. They can't even sleep, can't even eat. All they keep thinking about is this little girl. Why was she even there after this time of night? They didn't expect her to be there. It happened too fast. Now all of that regret, all because of a moment of anger and unforgiveness. That's why it's so important to be patient and to be kind. Be mindful what you say and how you say it to anybody. Because you never know what's on their mind and what's in their heart. Or what kind of day they are currently experiencing. Just going back in an argument. A small argument. From you going inside the liquor store and coming out. And they waited hours planning on coming back. To retaliate for what you said to them. They had no idea. It was going to be a little girl out there. And they don't even know who the guys are. It happened too fast that time of night. Even the people that's on their side that know what happened, not going to tell their own people. Too afraid to. But the victim side, no one knows who it was. But they know, they have an idea it was the people that were there. But they're still afraid to even say anything. That's not the point I'm saying. God used me to say. The point is, all that happened because of anger. And not being patient with others. Retaliation. Now you walking around in hideout for the rest of your life until you even if you ever get caught. But you cannot escape the fact that what you've done, no matter what state you go to, you've done what you've done. You've done what you've done. And God showed me the gunman, young guy, young guy, early 20s, if that much, crying with the gun in his hand, tearing him up inside, wanting to take his own life, because all he could do is picture this little girl. And all they keep doing on the news when they are watching it is showing the significance of this little girl and everything she brought into life, the age that she is, was, here. All her accomplishments and how she impacted the community and how the people in the store love her and see her come there every day. They wish they could take that back, but it already happened. And God wants to show that he's a forgiving God. He's a merciful God. A God of mercy. So many people where I encountered yesterday just ministering, ain't no God was taking me there. So many people shaking their heads and gave up. Gave up on standing for one another. So this will never happen again. But many came out to support, but there were many others shaking their head. You know how many marches it has been for gun violence, either violence or world peace, or even cops retaliating against black lives, any life. Has there been any change? No. 
Because what is that march doing? It's just saying what you're doing is wrong and we're against it. That's not going to ever change anything. You're standing in the gap. Let them know I'm here for you. You're not alone. You don't have to live that way. I'm not angry at what you're doing because you're doing what you're doing for a reason. But it's not the right reason. You don't have to walk like that anymore. You don't have to talk like that anymore. I love you. There's a love for you that covers every negative deed and thought. You're only doing what you're doing because that's the only thing you know how to do. That's how you were brought up. That's how you considered to protect yourself, to help yourself. You have a God. Who cares about you? You have neighbors who care about you. I know what it's like to hurt. You don't want to walk around carrying no gun. You don't even want to walk around having to watch your back because you have a gun. You never chose that lifestyle for yourself. The enemy chose that lifestyle for you and you walked down that path. But come back, my brother. Come back, my sister. Because we're here for you. God had me go all the way to Missouri. All the way there. To that place. Where that guy got murdered by that cop. Inside his own vehicle. And God had me there. At the Brooklyn station, police station. And the reason why God brought me there, not just to pray, I could have prayed at home. It was a deep calling of his presence needing to be there. It was so much anger and rage in the atmosphere, God had to have his peace show up. And he used me to do so. Such an honor. You know how many others that are around he could have called? And he called me from D.C. Jesus. And what happened was the mother was so filled with rage and anger that she wanted everyone to be angry at that cop. She wanted everyone to hate that lady. She even wanted her to be dead. Now how much anger and unforgiveness is that? That you want someone to suffer for what they've done. That's not the love of God at all. So I had to go and be used by God to shift the atmosphere. And they even took me, even a driver took me. She said, I would, she said I would, just because she knew what I was coming for. She thought I was coming to retaliate. She thought I was coming to retaliate. She didn't even want to pick me up from the station in Missouri. By myself. God brought me there by myself. And it was filled with so much darkness, trash and anger everywhere. The police had rifles and they had the first time responders there and all kind of everything. Helicopters, everything, reporters right there on the scene. All these curse words on the graffiti at the police station. They had to build a fence around it to stop people from throwing bottles at it to bust windows and stuff. They didn't care. And she didn't want to pick me up. She thought I was, going to be, she thought I was there to be angry. I said, no, I'm here for peace. She said, I'm so glad you're here. 
Say, you from here? No. Where you from? D.C. You came all the way from there? Yes. My God. Can I show you around? Because I thought you were here to be angry. I didn't want to pick you up. I ain't want to want angry in the car. Take it out on me. I said, I'm not here for that. I'm here with God. Shift the atmosphere. Love covers everything. Let me take you guys back. God always show me the scenes. The lady that, that killed that boy, it was an accident. Even though it was a terrible accident. She was pressured. They kept telling her to get the weapon, fire, fire, and not fire the firearm, but fire the taser. She grabbed the wrong one because she didn't have time to think which side was it on. Even though she was there for some time to know which side is on. But they kept telling her to draw, 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 draw because he kept trying to leave from there out of their protection, out of their hands, their custody. Because he knew he had a warrant. And you know what that's like for her to walk around regretting that? I killed a young man. And it's a black man at that. I'm doomed. She, you can see in her face the regret, the shame. To go home to her husband and kids and they being threatened, her kids being threatened, young kids. Husband being threatened, life would never be the same. They're in hideout and all she can do is be depressed. Can't even sleep at night. Gotta take pills. Husband gotta counsel her and talk to her. Because she made a terrible mistake that no one seemed to forgive her for. Even though it shouldn't have ever happened. But it did. And a lot of things happen because of our decision making. They were trying to gather her and gang him down from trying to run. They weren't supposed to do that, but they did. And because of him trying to run, he accidentally got shot and still pulled off after he got shot and collapsed and died behind the wheel. Her life would never be the same. And God said, I want you to release in the atmosphere of forgiveness. Because so many want her dead, even her kids and her family. Her life changed just in a matter of a second, just like that. Had no idea when you got up to go to work that day that your life would change forever like that. That's why it's so important to pray and intercede. You understand? And she and a, and a driver wound up taking me, she wanted to show me around. And she wound up taking me to George Ford scene. Even the courthouse where the, the guy currently in the jail for what he done to him. And he got his justice. But nothing can ever be justified in the earth natural way to the law way of doing things to justify what happened to that man in that matter of time. That was terrible. I don't think I ever heard a crime in such a, a horrific way like that from a police to another person. You understand? And all of that happened because of what? He gave a a fake $20 bill and the guy who worked in the store kept telling him take the bill back the bill is fake I'm trying to give you a chance to walk out of here without me calling the police because you just committed a crime 
And George kept being rude. He didn't take it back. He got an attitude instead and cussed the guy out and was refusing to leave. So he had to call the police. And as he saw him calling, then he left. And he told the police where he was. But the guy's life has changed forever because now everyone wants him dead because he called. And all he was doing was his job. Now what happened to George should never happen. But look at the things that led up to what should never happen. You understand. God even showed me an image of joy in the kingdom. Such a peace. Such a peace. And I thank God for that. And you know what God revealed to me about the man who did it? He don't even regret doing it. That cop don't even regret doing it. He got so much uh, happiness. Not even happiness. Happiness comes from God. He got so much whatever. So much he felt like himself. He feeling himself. Because of what he done. And he would do it over again. If he could. And that's what God released, released to me about him. He would do it over again. That's how much hatred he has Towards blacks And he wasn't born that way No one's born to hate He was taught that So imagine him growing up With that kind of heart To hate And I had to pray for Al Sharpton Because he said some negative And some disrespectful words to people who Blacks who want to wear You know other things He think blacks should be natural And no makeup And he thinking you're a sellout If you get a perm Or if you get added hair Or if you wear makeup or, But yet you walking around with a perm How much of a contradiction is that? And then you have the people thinking That you're for peace and yet you always show up when it's a negative scene And you always stirring up a lot of controversy A lot of racism And then when the people start retaliating due to it You disappear Where are you now, Al Sharpton? Where is your march now for the six-year-old little girl? Oh, is it because she was killed by another black? So she don't need to be justified? Oh, so you only show up when it's a white person Who kills a black person and we're not even aware of it Because we're just following the crowd Just following the crowd Just following the crowd And it's okay Because black lives do matter But watch who you're allowing To lead you in that way because it's built upon racism And it caused it much lies to be destroyed because of it And Al Sharpton know that That's why he's surrounded by bodyguards And go back to his place where he's surrounded by protection To people who don't have any
I'm not against him. But I lift him up in prayer. Because as God building, he's trying to tear down. And they come up with these movies to bring you back into slavery days to rekindle anger all over again. When we are free. Freedom comes from the cross. It don't come from that. Trust me. It don't matter if you was taken from your home and to be made a slave. Freedom is in your mind. Freedom is in your heart. Because you only belong to God. You understand. And that's why God calls me. And he has Martin Luther King. He has me studying great leaders who made great change. Because I'm also one of them. And I thank you guys for your helping your prayers. For what he's calling me to do out here in the earth. Not just in America. Gathering everyone up in the entire earth. And not just me alone with the help of you. God exposes my anointing and my calling every day. And I'd be like, God, that seemed too great. But how can it be too great? You're the great I am. It is what it is. And every time I go out, I don't have a heart of fear. I have a heart of love. That's what draw these people to me. God took me on a very... One of the recordings y'all got, y'all saw me when I was recording DC walking around Southeast that day. My God over there in that neighborhood, Jesus. Good hope, bro. God took me there. And I'm going to tell you guys. All the drug use and all the uh, street violence that was there. I was not afraid. And God had me walk on the same street. And the guys, you could feel that they were so young. And you could feel the anger in their hearts and the violent ways they had. Like, who are you? We don't know you. What you doing here? They looked at me like, you don't belong here. And it wasn't them speaking to me. It was the devil. God, presence don't belong here. I built this place of agony and pain and sorrow. I built this place of destruction. How dare you to show up here to change it? And I could do nothing about it but just watch. People looking at me shooting up with such sorrow in their eyes. And as I walked past, love was released. It poured out of me. I didn't record everything. I didn't even record a time when I almost fell. I couldn't stand up anymore because everything that was in me from God was pouring out into them. Jeez. And when I walked past Geraldine's apartments on Willow Road by the Shell gas station, my God. Right by the Star Carryout. Not too far from UMC, which used to be called Greater Southeast, my God. Let me tell you something. When I was in my car, guys, let me turn the music off. Turn the music off. God want me to talk. When I was in my car, 
And I told you guys before, I used to go when I lost my place and I was paying for these hotels. These hotels was costing me like 200 a day, guys. And I mean, like, it wasn't even the best hotels. And I was paying it to get my son, like, to be in a car with me. So much happened, guys. And God would lead me to United Medical Center and just be in a parking lot with my son. And we'd just sleep there. Get, I'd buy food and whatever. And just sleep there. Now I know why God, he just released to me why he had me there every night like that. As I pray, not even knowing what I'm praying for, just interceding. For those who are in the hospital. Those who are around the community. I saw so much just being there. People walking around at night off of uh, K2 on the ground and off a boat and just in the middle of the street, butt naked and running around, losing their minds. After the beat was straight, I mean, it was like 20 ambulance cars coming within an hour every night. Even when you see a police officer behind an ambulance, that means that it's a, a crime. A crime scene that took place. And I saw it every night, and God has exposed to me today, just now, why he had me do that. See, a lot of times God will have us do things and take us places we're not even aware. We're just thinking that it's just a tragedy in our life, so I'm happening. No, it's for a purpose. All of that was set up for me to... My God. My God! And you're you thinking that it's happening because something you're doing wrong. No, when God says that everything works itself out for your good, even in your bad decision making, it's working itself out. I'm thinking that I'm in this and doing this because of I don't know, but God doing it because he knows what he's doing. So I want you to know that. If you're experiencing anything like that, any kind of loss, you never lost anything first of all. But if you express anything, a tragedy or anything like that, that's out of your hands, and you're still pressing and you're praying, God, have it to be that way because it's so much bigger than you. Jesus. Masaki Anamokan. The angels are so powerful in here, guys. I mean, they're like, wow, God, my God. Standing, oh, God. Ooh, our anointing, my God. Oh, God, God, God. That's why I'm the way I am. Because what he called me to do, guys. It don't just stop in the past with Martin Luther King and Malcolm X and President, you know, our former President Obama and all of those people that made great change. It's with us too. I know I'm one of them too. Names will never be forgotten. So is yours. It's not easy, guys. It's not easy. Too much is given, much is required. That's why iron sharpens iron. I need you, God. Oh, what God called me to do, I need you, guys. I would be a liar if I said I could do it all by myself. Just by me going out yesterday. So much I have encountered. And a lot of people are having mental instability. I don't know what caused it to happen to cause them to snap. I don't know if they got bad drugs or something happened to them. Whatever it is, they're experiencing mental instability. And it's something that happens when they look at me. The God in me, it's like they just, they, like they know. They know. And they keep surrounding me. And some people I be trying to, you know, honestly, 
I try to get a little distance from because the way how they be looking like they about to just, you know, go crazy. One guy came around like he's about to shoot up the whole place. He was that angry, but he wasn't. Just was that mad because whatever happened. And then God took me on the scene where he took me to a, a, a strip, a building that's a big strip on Southern Avenue. Big drugs going in and out. And all I see is these women that's, and God showed me everything on the inside. He always does. He showed me these women, these mothers, grandmothers, some of them, you know, looking out for the guys, for the cops, and having them hustling out their houses to get free rocks, free drugs. And I saw the looks in the women's eyes. And all, you know, a person who does crack cocaine when you see one because they all have that certain look. And you know who those who does heroin because they all have a certain look. They're nodding and things like that. Hands are swelled up. Some on their body is swelled up and all of that because they're shooting up. And all I can see that woman who opened the door to let the guy in to hustle out her house. All I can see is God was showing me she have not ate, eaten in days. She have not eaten in days, attended to her family in days, because all she want is that, that coat, which is that drug, to make her feel like it's a help and what she need. Like, and make her feel like she needs it, and she doesn't. I went on the scene, guys. Let me, God want me to, okay, God. All right. I was on a bus ministry. And God, I said, God, he, he, he counseled me. God will put in your heart to ask him just so you can, he can do it sometimes. And God put in my heart to ask him, have me at a specific place at a right time to save someone's life right now. And I was over there by, what's that school, God? I was just over there by Connoisseurs. I said, right now, God, send me somewhere right now to help someone's life right now who's in desperate need. The bus rolled past. I see two women on the ground and like two men crowding over them on the side of the curb. I said, stop the bus. And the guys that was on the bus with me was like, you about to go help them. I said, yes, they need me. They said, well, go ahead. Like, we ain't going. You go ahead. You got it. And they looked at me like, you really going? I said, they need me. I'm not going to leave them out here like this. And these were young boys. They was like, wow. They, you can see the tears in their eyes. Like, oh, my God, this woman care that much? We don't even care. There's people who care. We haven't seen nobody who cared in this community in a long time. Someone cares. I got off the bus and I ran. I said, is everything okay? No, it's not. We need your help. She won't come in too. And she out on the ground. And they was like, she on the ground. And she's, she's conscious, but she's not conscious. We turned out to do too much. She shot up too much in her arm. We told her how potent it was. Not even 30 yet. And I can see the marks on her side and her stomach as if she had a child already. A mother. And I said, Jesus. And then all of a sudden when I showed up, I pulled out my water. And these two guys said, whatever you do, just don't call the police. Don't even call the paramedics, please. And these were drug dealers. They went from being hardcore to I'll kill you and murder you, anybody on this block, to saying, please, to when I showed up, please. They became as little children. Please don't call the police. 
Don't call the paramedics. We're going to have to try to figure this out. Because it's, it's going to make it a crime scene if they come. Because she's not responding. I said, let me try to give her some water. I pulled water and opened her mouth and pulled water down. And the water was just sitting in her mouth. It wouldn't even go down because she couldn't, you know, have her body parts function to swallow the water down. So I had to just let it back up because she was gagging the water. So I had to lift her head and tilt it and let the water come out. So I tried to pull some of her head because she was overheating. Very hot. Overdosing. And then she had body fluids coming out her nose. Out her mouth. And she wouldn't respond. Her body was so useless. And all she had was like dead weight. Even though she was about 123 pounds. She felt like she was about 300 pounds. We was trying to lift her up. It took three of us to lift her up. Me and the other woman, she, the other woman and another guy. And she tried to, and the other woman, she began to get up off the ground and say, Woo, that was some strong stuff. I'm all right now. And she's like, Oh my God, she on the ground. Is she okay? We have to call the police. I said, The guy, the guy said, No, don't call. I said, I need to call. Don't call. I said, It's not about you. And in any case, just leave the scene. I don't care about you. I care about her. He said, okay, give it five more minutes. If not in five minutes, I promise you can call the police. You can call the paramedics. So what happened was the guy, another drug dealer showed up and said, we have to give her something, some kind of fluid. You shoot up their nose to bring them back like that. They said they got to go around the block and it's going to take some time to get it. But try to keep doing CPR on her. And all of a sudden, the spirit of Christ arose in me and said, Not today! You are not going to die today. Not like this. Not on my watch. And the guys looked at me like, who the heck is she? Like, what's she talking about? Something? Not on my watch, not today. They were looking at me like, what? Big time drug dealers, you can see it. You can see the guns on them and their cars right beside them. Could go get anything. Could even disappear if they want to. But they felt drawn to be there. Because the love of God was convicting to convert them. Just because I showed up with the God in me. And all of a sudden, I said, get up. All of a sudden, she, went to, she began to say, uh, made a noise like that. They was like, oh my God, she's making a sound. She's sighing. She's sighing. She's not dead. She's not dead. Okay, good. She has a sign. Okay, good. Good, 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 good. This is a good sign. So they said, don't. They said, you don't have to call the police now. We promise. I said, look, I'm not promising anything. All I care about her getting up. I'm not leaving until she get up. And I may stand up and walk away. They said, oh my goodness. Thank you so much for being here. You care. Other... Other cars riding past, shaking their head like, what kind of mess is this? Shaking their head at people. Shaking their head at us like a disgrace. Not even knowing what's happening. I even had a person that I knew drove past and was like, hey, what's up, Q? What's, you all right? You good? I was like, yeah, I'm good. Oh, all right. I said, yeah, I'm here to help. She said, oh, you better be careful. You know the coronavirus. I said, see you later. I didn't want to say nothing else. I just said, I just, I just see you later. So much I could have said to you was just saying that, but I just see you later. Go ahead. Go ahead. So much bigger than that. Go ahead. There's much more to say than just what I'm about to say to you. Go ahead. Just drive off. Please. 
And she began to sigh and I lift, we lift her up and set her down. She kept falling over. Kept falling over. Make a long story short. They kept telling me to put, just, just keep her head cold. It, it kept running hot. Like she was just like, her body was overheating from the overdosing. And they say, pull water up her nose. I put water up her nose. It came out of her mouth, which is a very good sign. And uh, she started coming in too like that. And I was like, not today. Not today. It just something arose in me like, not today. Not today. You will not die. Any day. You will not lay your life down. Not on my watch. And when I said not on my watch, they was like, wow. I wasn't even surprised. God took over. Took over in me. All of a sudden, she began to stand up, but she was, she stood up, but she wasn't able to stand all the way up. It's to the point she had to have two arms, each arm on, someone had to hold her up on each side. And they was holding her up, and not, next thing you know, like two minutes later after that, she came in two, but all that, it took about 30 to 45 minutes. And I said, you would never be on this scene ever again. Ever again. And every day when I minister, I go past and look, they are not there. They are not, not even a drug dealer's not even there. I'm telling you. God said, give another testimony. Okay, God. Which one, God? I mean, which one, God? So many, God. <laughs> so many. Okay, there was a woman off of heroin. And, ooh, the light just went. Ooh, Jesus. God, your presence, my God. And, oh, God. Oh, God. She had too much heroin. And the thing is, the guy did that to take advantage of her. And the guy knew what he did. But when I showed up there, he acted like that he didn't know her. By saying things as if he didn't know her. Like she should be ashamed for being twisted and being under the influence like that. But the whole time he gave it to her. And he also under it. But he could control it more than she had because he gave her more than he had. Just to make her like that and take advantage. But so happened they couldn't make it to the place where he could take advantage. She collapsed right there. Outside. And God had me stand there. And the drug dealers that sold to them was looking across the street. And they said, there's that woman. They pointed at me like, there she is. And usually when you see a woman like that, a person like that, they will feel threatened like you're trying to stop what they're trying to do. And they would feel like, you know, you're a threat to them, so they got to get rid of the threat. So they start looking at you, they probably threaten you. But they didn't look at me like that. And I didn't care. I'm not fearful at all. Because I'm protected. And they looked at me like, oh my God, that's the woman. That's, that, there she go, the one who be out here doing stuff. That's how they said it, like be doing stuff. I heard them. That's her. And they just looked at me like from afar to see what I was going to do next. And these are drug dealers, guys. And I've read other stories about other people who came and did the same thing I did. And they murdered them because they was a threat to them. And they wouldn't go ahead and stop them from making their money. But here they go like, no, your works. we never seen these kind of works before. See, these others just sat there in the streets on our blocks. Doing campaigns, passing out papers, drawing attention. But you didn't do that. You sat amongst the people and you did things that others never did. And we've seen things come to pass that we never saw. 
It's a difference with you and the others. And you got our attention. We don't even have no thought to try to make a threat at you because we're afraid to even threaten you. We saw what you can do. you like an action figure. That's how they was, and that's how they were saying. One guy even said that. They were just looking from afar watching. Not even paying attention to making no sales or nothing. Just watching to see what we do with this woman on, this, on the street, on the, on the ground. While this man just standing there, act like I don't know. He's, Jesus. She's so gone that she don't even, she just gone. And all I did was just stand in front of her. I just stood there. I'm telling you, God has come over me, guys. Seriously. I said, God, should I touch her? I know what will happen if I touch her. God said, no, don't touch. Because she didn't ask to be touched. See how God is? He know how to be in order. You don't go around touching people. I said, I, I just thought if I touch her, she'd get up. I said, no, don't touch. She didn't ask to be touched. Tell her to get up. I said, get up. Get up. She sat up so fast. I wouldn't be surprised if she got a headache from how fast she sat up. And she was sitting on a milk carton crate. The little, you know, plastic little black crates that, you know, that you carry the little milk thing from school. I'm talking about. She was sitting on that on the ground and hunched over and set up on that little uh, box milk crate, guys. And now the guy trying to act like he with her now that she came in too. To my now you know your lesson. You won't do it next time, huh? You ready to go with me now? I said, she ain't going nowhere. He said, excuse me. I said, she ain't going nowhere. So this can happen again? She said, I'm okay. She said, that's exactly how she said it. I'm okay. You got a cigarette? So I don't smoke cigarettes anymore. I used to, not anymore. Don't you ever do that to yourself again. Because you might not make it out next time. Okay. You got another cigarette? I don't smoke cigarettes. I gave the habit over to God. He sent me here to help you. Okay. Thank you. It was as if she was never high. That whole completely heroin overdose that was going on, never, she came to. I've had a woman that told me, I can't, uh, she's on a, it was a, a woman, uh, well, it was a man, you know, just like a woman. You know, I ain't want to just say it like that, you know, but it is what it is. And he was on a, Didi Andamo Sakan, Didi Andamo God, oh God, when you touch me like, I was a man, did he on the bus when I was ministering? And I all I, when I say ministering on the bus, God don't just, he used to have me standing there ministering, like literally talking, but now he just had me interceding, praying, just being there. And I was mad. Oh God. He's so used to everybody looking at him funny because he could tell he is a man. He got facial hair and everything. You know, built like one. Some of them, you, you, know, you can't really tell, but this one you could definitely tell. And all of a sudden, he kept playing that song. It's the God in me song. And he said, 
I love God. And he didn't have to say that to me. He was on his way to prostitute. He said, I looked at me, he just said, he just confessed with the, to the God in me. I love God. And he played the song. He just kept playing it after he said it. It's the God in me. Now, I don't know his testimony, but I know something had to happen to him for him to want to think he a woman or want to even be a woman. No man grow up to say, I'm a woman. I want to be a girl when I grow up. God knows his testimony. And God also knows his heart. Beautiful heart. Beautiful heart. And on his way to prostitute. And I prayed against it. And there was a change of plans. He got off earlier than he thought he was going to get off. Because he no longer had in his mind to give his body. Because of the God in me. Had him play that song and it kept ministering unto him. And he felt convicted to go and prostitute with other men. And turned around went another way. There were young guys on their way to do shootouts. God used me to say to them, it's not worth it. You might not make it out alive, but you're alive now. Think now when you have the opportunity before it's too late later. They didn't do it. Trust me, when God shows up, every knee bows. No matter how hard you think you are. And no one has never touched a hand on my body. And God even sent me. I, I would never get over how he sent me the voodoo town. Kaka Mega Village. In Switzerland, Zurich, Turkey. And then tell me he's going to send me to Bangkok? Who goes to Bangkok? If you don't know what Bangkok is, look it up. The roughest part in Asia. He sent me to the islands where the voodoo is. He sent me there already. Not to the island, but to the villages and the towns. Where witchcraft was, even in my own community. People that was doing voodoo to get anger and vengeance of people who hurt them. Putting roots on people. Had girls putting spells on guys because they wanted them to love them. Tying up dolls and get, taking hair, drugging them up, putting them to sleep, taking their hair and putting roots on. Jesus. God even showed me the dolls they had. Guys wondering why they doing what they doing, can't control themselves because of the voodoo. That let me know that you need to be covered. And you're going to be covered by the blood. So that means Christ is not your Lord. Who already saved you. Every time God used me to go out. The spirit just arise guys. It's never a dull moment. And sometimes he just had me to go out. Just to, just to walk around and just pray. And just not even say anything. Just love. Just go out and just be amongst people. Not even say anything. Don't think that I just go out there. And just. You know Christ. Lord is. The, no. I never. It's never like that. Ever. That's religious thinking. I go out with love and love just take over every time. Love show up on time for every person. So I just want to give you, God wanted me to show you guys some of the testimonies 
I love you guys. And keep me in prayer my time for now. Remember, greater is he who's in us than he who's in the world. I love you so much. I love you.